When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America. Episode 70. My name is Turner Sparks in Singapore. My name is uh, Michael Kaplan, still in Long Island City. This is very depressing. Every week you're somewhere awesome. I'm not. (laughs) On the podcast today, we have me and Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P Cap in America before, so we have no guest. We're doing. There's so much stuff that's been going on that we need to spend a week and just focus on us. Yeah, well, we haven't done a solo pod um, on the phone since an episode that never aired. It's you, uh, only a real. Fa- uh, it's buried, lost to a. That will release one day when we when we go off the air. But so it'll let's be see a B side. Yeah, one day. Yeah. Well, you're right. We did this a year ago. We recorded something a year ago. I was in my business center, in my building. And then I basically got thrown out in the middle of it because you're not allowed to be there past like 11 o'clock at night. And the, the, the audio was a mess. We didn't know what we were doing. So oh, yeah. now, now we're professionals. We're way, well, the audio is way better. The, the main reason, I also, I think I was drunk because I just come back from a, a Chinese New Year's lunch and was screaming Yeah, you were spending the, the whole time the... talking about your crazy uh, yay's uncle getting you drunk. Or... Like the year of the cock, the year of the rooster, whatever it was. Yeah, there was a lot of bad cock jokes. It was, it was a mess. So, but Cap... Here's the thing. I have one show left on this tour this Saturday night in Beijing, February 10th, and then the tour is finished. That's it? That's, well, yeah, I've been out for – it'll be five weeks by this point that I've been on the road Oh, straight. my God. So, it's but been going by fast. It's going by pretty fast. I also have to say we're recording this in advance. So two things. One is thank you to everyone who came out to Shanghai, to my headlining show in Shanghai as soon as we have time, I will wrap up how that all went, how that all went. But thank you. Thanks for coming. And Cap, we need to do two versions of this because the Super Bowl was yeah. last weekend, but we're recording it this was, before. I missed it? Are you fucking kidding me? The Eagles win the Super Bowl and I missed it? <laughs> no, no, no. We're recording this I fucking before. I forgot to DVR it. It's, it's already happened. It's time change. We're recording this before. Oh, oh. <laughs> so Cap, we need to do two versions. One is the yeah. Eagles win the Super Bowl, and then one, they lose the Super Bowl. So... Let's start now, just in case, and then we'll cut. Eagle, hey Cap, Eagles just won the Super Bowl. What do you? Oh my God, it was the, it was the greatest fucking night of my life. I was climbing up trees. I was I was waving my Vietnamese flag around. I was so <laughs> excited. It was I find life has meaning, and I'm never like I can't even describe. I can't. Even spe- I'm speechless. I'm without speech. It was it was the best day of my life. I'm very thankful that Teddy could experience it. I'm very excited to go to the parade. Uh, fuck you, Tom Brady. You suck. I knew we'd beat you. Yeah. Let's go, Eagles. Shout E-A-G-L-E-S, out to Eagles. Eagles. Are we doing a McNabb shout out? No, he's uh, me too. Me too. No shout out to <laughs> McNabb. Shout out to my boy Nick Foles. Played fantastic. Sudfield came in for a few a few kneel downs. It was such a blowout. Fantastic game. How drunk no did you get after? Oh, I guess. I mean, I stormed around Long Island City, uh, pretending I was in downtown Philly, and I was climbing up the trees, as I said, and I was just drinking anything that I saw. So. All it right. Was, it was an amazing experience. And it, what, do we have to do another version, you said? Well, wait. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, now, hey, Cap, the Eagles just lost the Super Bowl. What did you, how do you feel? You hear that? <laughs> I, uh, I think the podcast is over. I just broke the phone. I just did like <laughs> a, a De Niro Cape Fear like maniac thing on the. So, yeah. Fuck. I just broke my phone. All right, pot over. Wait, but how drunk did talk you about get? It. How drunk did you get after? I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I, I kind of blacked out. I started eating pancakes as uh, kibble at one point. I woke up and it was it was a mess. <laughs> Go <laughs> I, Patriots! I'm not even. I'm not. It, it was. You know, I don't know why I got my hopes up. I got so excited. I swore that we talked about him winning just a moment ago. It was in my head. I thought we won, and then. Then to watch us lose that game in that fashion, such typical fashion, no timeouts left. Ugh. Oh, that whole, yeah, I mean, I mean, you were up by two. We ran out of timeouts. We did a stupid fucking challenge. Why did we do that challenge? We knew we weren't going to get it. And then, of course, Tom Brady completes that pass on, like, fourth and 22. I mean, of course he does, right? 
You're up 21 points in the fourth quarter and you blow it. You know? I know. Even I when know, they played the Rocky cocky. music. Was... They play the Rocky music. It fired up the fans, but it didn't fire up the players. They didn't <laughs> fired seem up the care. wrong way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was just I was I, I was stupidly talking about how we're gonna repeat next year with Carson Wentz back and I, I got too, I got carried away. It's on me. All right, Cap. Well, better time luck the, next time year. Time to turn my attention to the Sixers. Thank you, thank you. Here's the good news. Yes. Amazon is it's still an app. It's still an app. <laughs> and you can to support this podcast. First of all, I tell people, come out to my live shows. That's the best way to support. It doesn't help Kaplan much, but it does help me. But if you can't come to the yeah, live we're show. We're a team. We're a team. Exactly. So Just like the Philadelphia th- Eagles, we're a team. When, when we win, we win together, lose together. So. And when they play the Rocky music, we actually do step it up. Yes. So go to if you want to support the podcast, go to our web. If you're going to shop on Amazon, go first go to our website, lostinamericapod.com. Click on the weird uh, advertisement banner in the top right-hand corner. It does not say Amazon on it. It'll have some books or something. Click on that. It'll take you back to Amazon. Then do your regular shopping, and a percentage of that comes to us. Cap, I was in Thailand. As I said, we're recording this in advance. I was in Thailand last week. Last week, I had some good shows in Thailand, but also some crazy shit went down. Should we get lost in Thailand? Yeah, I'm going to go retrieve my dog pancakes is like hiding in the corner from when I start smashing the phone to pieces. She she gets she's very uh she she feeds off my energy and she's terrified right now. <laughs> so I'm going to go pick her up and uh calm her down and and I'm going to listen to your how you how lost you are in Thailand. All right, let's play the music. One night in Bangkok in the world's Cap, we're back. I was lost in Thailand this week. I was in Thailand last weekend. I went, I had two great shows one at the Comedy Den just outside of Bangkok, and then on Saturday night in the middle of Bangkok at Stage Time Comedy Club. Both clubs are fantastic. If you're in Bangkok, go check them out. But do people really, people really go to comedy clubs in Bangkok? They do. Are there like lady, are there lady boys in between acts, or is it just like, is it just, just well, stand up? You know what? No, you know what? There was a magician. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, then there was a hypnotist. Uh, oh, I like after. It. So it's like it's variety like more show. of like a variety show. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they mix it up. No ladyboys at the shows. It was mostly expats, I would say. Okay. Um, who just I think live there, you know. But that's that gets me to my point. So Friday night we do this show. It's the place is called the Comedy Den. It's in. All right. They're gonna pick you up. This guy Delphin. Shout out to Delphin. He's gonna. He says. You fly in, and then, sorry, he doesn't pick you up. It's a taxi. You take a 45-minute taxi outside of the city, and you get there, and you do the show. Okay? Right. So I'm like, sounds great. So Jocelyn Chia and I, from the pod, shout out, we go out Shout there. out. Yeah. Pro- one of the biggest comics in Allentown. Exactly, yes. We, we go out. We uh, meet up in Bangkok, get a taxi. We go out there. First of all, it's not 45 minutes. It takes two hours because uh, Bangkok traffic is insane, like wildly insane. So the guy was worried yeah. it would take four hours. Were you on a rickshaw, or was it like a or one of those? No, you're in a tuk-tuk, I mean, where you're like one of those little tuk-tuk move? Or you're no, actually in a car? Uh, they have cars in Bangkok. <laughs> so just like we do, just like the rest of the world. Like Henry Ford also <laughs> I, made it. I just remember we, we rode in a tuk-tuk because it was a tourist thing to do. But. I think it's a tourist thing to do. We were on the freeway, so I don't think you're taking a tuk-tuk on the highway. But so we go out to this. We, so you get out there. It's two hours outside, and uh, when you pull, you you feel like you're just going out to the middle of nowhere. But the city never ends. That's the thing. It's just like city, 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 city. And then you get out there, and this huge sign that says "Expat Town." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's suspicious. Yeah. It's so I'm like, what the hell is this? So then you pull off the highway. You drive through a regular town, which feels. It feels more upscale. You already feel like you're getting into like a wealthier neighborhood, but it's still not, I don't know, it's, it's still like a town. And then you get to these gates, like you're going in like a country club almost, and there's these guards there, and they let you in, and you go through the gates, and then it opens up into this entire city, a gated city. It's not like the beach, like Leonardo DiCaprio's not there, like all scruffy looking. and. No, it's like the Truman Show. <laughs> 
Okay. It's exactly like the Truman Show. I called it, when I was there, I was saying it's good to be back in Fort Lauderdale. Like, because it, it's these big, like, tall apartments like they would have in, in Florida on the beach, and there's a big lake in the middle, and then it's everything that a white person or a foreign person would want. It's just like 7-Elevens, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then smoothie shops. There's a lot of smoothie shops. Jamba juices? A lot of Jamba like their version of Jamba juices. Yes. But are things, like, expensive or, like, um, <laughs> like high I think, prices? I don't know. Like, the 7-Eleven I went to was a normal price. I think it's a normal price. Then there's a school. It's a whole town. Like, there's a – the kid that who puts on the show, I think he, he's, uh, he's actually – he's Thai. So I guess he, he told me he grew up there. So I guess you can be Thai. He said he went to the high school there. He grew up in that village or the town. He went to it, high school in expat town? Yeah, inside the gated <laughs> walls. There's a high school. Wow. It's the size. Is there, like, security outside the walls? Like to- 100%. Yes. It's how long did you spend in this town? I was there for the, the night. We left after the show. You didn't party? No, but we, he offered. He was like, oh, you guys want to hang out? Like, there's a big party going on. We're going to hang out. I feel out. like anything goes in expat town. Like, there's no rules or I laws. I don't think there or... were laws. I think it was yeah. like being on an Indian reservation. Like, I don't think – I could have started a casino, I think. Like, yeah, you should have. I don't think the you laws probably... of the normal country apply to within the town. And then they also have, like, Muay Thai. There's, like, a Muay Thai fighting. The Thai, thai boxing. Is a, yeah. Well, they call it Muay Thai. But, yeah. Wait, so, right. But I mean, I call it Thai boxing. Oh, yeah, Thai boxing. That's, you have that's what have I call it an expat town. It was amazing. What's funny, it, you know, you bring that up, they just opened up a Muay Thai thing in Long Island City. Yeah. And it's like doubling as both the like trendy new workout thing, apparently. Some yes. people are telling me like, oh, I'm sick of like, it's a good great workout. You should sign up for it. And then they're also telling me it's, there's lots of kids programs. So I was going to ask you, should I, but you see, like, while you're in Thailand, could you, or, like, should I sign up? Am I, should I do this? Should I do this for the pod while I get in shape? Yeah. Like Teddy up to kick some ass. <laughs> I think Teddy and Ruby should that. both do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they have a just... team, a brother, sister, Thai boxing duo. <laughs> I don't think they have duos, but then what you can do is you can fly them out to Thailand and they can compete against these little Thai kids. We're only in expat town. Probably in regular Thailand, they probably couldn't compete to get their ass kicked. But in expat town, when they're fighting the other white kids, they could probably if they do some training. I think so. Expat town seemed a little soft. So I would yeah. imagine they'd be they'd be uh, competitive there. There's I will a- say though, I'm, I'm my one thing to hesitate on it is that like I went to my honeymoon in Thailand, and I that time period I lost like so many videos and photos and I don't know I was an idiot on my computer back then, but I for some reason have I took so much video of Thai boxing of Muay Thai when I was there. Like every fight I watched, I took videos of the whole thing for some stupid reason, and I have it like saved like every I, I saved like four copies of each so. It's it's kind of a sort of I don't think I ever want to watch it again, but I you know if you're t- if if my kids can do it maybe I'll maybe I'll get back into it. Yeah, you can jump in the middle of it. All right, so ants. Yeah, what about it? It's, it's still an app. Ants is an app. You mean in the future? Ants is an app. You can get it in the app store. Up to five minute audio recordings, voice messages. Find us on there. Follow Cap. Uh, follow Lost in America. Follow Turner Sparks. Yeah, I keep saying it. This week, I really mean it. I'm going to end. And, you know, we really – got to come back to America so we can get back to the studio because I am almost out of hot sauce. I've been <clears throat> going through it like crazy. And, I you know, every time we do sauce. a show, I, I bring back hot sauce. And, and sauce, as we call it. I need more end sauce. I know. I'm, I'm, i got to tell you, I'm missing the studio. I feel like I might be losing a step or two, or at least a half step, yeah. quarter step. I'm missing the gang, you know, Ikram. Yeah. Vikram's Angels. Exactly. <laughs> the, whole, the, whole, the whole gang. <laughs> Missing Nate, the whole crew. Yeah, Nate. Our producer. Boys upstairs. Our Emmy winning sound. Yeah. I heard Bowie moved on to a Sorry I've Been So Busy podcast. We lost her. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So while I'm we're not away. coming back now. <laughs> that was it. All right, Cap. <laughs> so, let's, get to, yeah. uh, let's get to our guests. I see him, see him out there. Bring him in. <laughs> Bring him in. <laughs> I feel like here's the thing. I feel like I've, it's been all me for the past few weeks. I want to find out what's going on with you. It's all about you. It, you know, you're the one who's uh, you tra- you're you're the one who's more on brand. You're traveling the world. I know, but I've, the audience misses Cap. So we got. Yeah. F- what's been going on with you since I've been gone? 
There's been a lot going on. Uh, you know, I went. Um, I I didn't I haven't had enough of these kids being home alone for a while. So I took. A, I went. I chaperoned Teddy's school trip. Oh wow! They, uh, they sent out, they sent out a form. It was kind of like the soccer thing where they're like, you can fill out a form, but they might not get selected because you know all the parents want to chaperone these cool trips. So I signed up because Teddy wanted me to. And of course, they picked me. Um, and when I got there, I realized really quickly why they picked me. It was it was uh, affirmative action for men. It was great. I was the only dad. They needed hey! they needed dad. It was all moms. <laughs> Each Wait, class still had like one. Wait. Is you saying that more people applied to more people wanted to chaperone than were allowed to chaperone? I feel like that's the exact opposite of every school in America. Isn't yeah, like- no, it's changed. This is it's, I think it's a microcosm of how much things have changed. Like my like I noticed this. Like I take Teddy to tennis lessons every week now. These like group tennis lessons. And, you know, he's old enough now where I can just throw him in the room and I can leave and I go get coffee or I go, you know, I leave, they go do some stuff. And I check in every once in a while to watch him play. But whenever I check in, I notice that, like, all these other parents are, like, they're, like, sitting around, like, watching their kids. Like, it takes tennis lessons. Really? And it's like, I know my parents would have dropped me off. They wouldn't sit there and watch, like, you know, <laughs> this is time to get the hell away. That's the whole point, right? So I think yeah. and school, schools, I think school trips is another thing. It's like everyone wants to be involved so much in everything their kids are doing now. They want to, like, micromanage and see, make sure everything's working out. So, you know, it's good, I guess, right? People care. I mean, it's good. Like, our- when I remember when I was a kid, I think Myrna Sparks, shout out, was she chaperoned every single thing we did. I think she was the only one who ever applied. <laughs> yeah, probably. she was, like, ever, all my friends knew her. Cause she was at school like once a week for whatever activity came up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I know my mom's getting mad. So I'm going to say real quick that uh, mama Kaplan definitely was the same way. She was very involved in our lives. She went to all my basketball games and stuff, but go. a lot of the other parents weren't. Okay. And I, I didn't think their parents were shitty parents. It wasn't I the norm. No, say. it was like just normal that you didn't like, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. You drop your kid off. Yeah. But she never sat around and watched me. Like I took drum lessons for years. She didn't sit there and watch me take drum lessons. That almost felt that would be yeah. intrusive. I would say. And some of these people are like, it's like the coach, uh, oh, the tennis court, Coach Juan, shout out. I think he might be Haitian because he, he's got this accent and he's very good at getting these kids to listen. Like he's got a Will Savant <laughs> style of parenting. He, 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 when they're not listening, he like calls them to attention and he like has them huddle up and he like gives them a talking to. And all of a sudden they're like military school style. But sometimes, so when Teddy's not listening, I see him. I just I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave the, I'm going to leave the area. I'm going out, and I'm sure this Coach Juan's going to take care of it. But yeah. I'll see this other dad. This other dad will be like, and he's like, he'll be like yelling at his kid, and he like, and when the kid doesn't hit the ball right, he's going like t- crazy tennis dad style, like oh, Nick Terry, like do this, do this, do that. It's like, oh my god, these kids are five, six years old. But um, but yeah, so I went on the um, I went on the school trip. Um, first first note I'll make is that like for all the parents out there who are going to do this, they tell you to show up at like nine fifteen, right? When they're doing a school trip where they have to get, like, the whole school to, like, get in buses and stuff, this takes a long time. So don't get there on time. I was on time. I didn't have my coffee. Good tip. Yeah. It's a good tip because then I realized I'm talking to some of the regular moms that I was going to have time. So I literally ran. I, like, sprinted three blocks, grabbed a nice coffee, easy to run with, sprinted back, made it in time. Anyway, we get on this bus and, hey, again, to go. So yeah, we're going to um, a community, a local community college. It was very unspecific. They just said we were going to see some show. Um, so we're going to the local community college, uh, and um, uh, we get on the bus, and, like, it's like they selected, like, they, there was a, the class is, like, 17 kids, right? There was, like, six chaperones. So it was almost like a one-to-one ratio. It was, like, one, one for every two kids. It's like a private university. So, <laughs> exactly. So... So um, these other moms are, like, so, like, um, they want to, like, prove their worth or something, I think. Like, why am I here? Or they have to – so they're, like, they're like we're walking to the bus. Like, everybody, march straight line. Everybody, hold hands. Everybody, make sure you're with your – like, they're, like – so I'm doing nothing because, to me, it's, like, this is very redundant. Like, these kids – this teacher <laughs> – this teacher manages these kids – yeah. These teachers – this teacher manages these kids every day. She doesn't need our help to make them walk in a line. So I was so checked out that I didn't even – Every other parent gets on the bus with their kid and sits with their kid on the bus. But I was so checked out that I let, like, get, well, let's go cut me off. So 
So then Teddy's sitting with a kid and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I sit in the back. <laughs> I'm like the only one. It's like, I'm riding. I'm like the cool kid. Like I didn't, no one taught Teddy get in the back of the bus. I'm sitting in the back of the bus by myself. <laughs> like, Wait, but chilling. also, Why do you have to sit with your own kid? Like give your kids some space. I would think. Right. I don't think my parents are upset with me. And this, and this mom was like, um, Oh, Teddy looks like he's having so much fun without you. I was like, yeah, whatever. He's on a school trip. It's exciting. It's like yeah. the second time his entire life he's been on a school bus. So it's pretty big, you know, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then one other thing I'll bring up is that then the mom's like, but how did you have a good time last time? I was asking questions. She's like, don't you remember from last time? I was like, I wasn't here last time. And she went on the last school trip. I didn't go on the last school trip. She's like, I thought you did. Uh-oh. The last school trip, I, there, there was another dad who went, right? Oh. And, oh and he's about he's about six two, looks nothing like me, but we're but he's white, <laughs> and all, I didn't mention, but all all of the moms that went were Asian, so I think I was there was like that whole thing where like, we all look alike or so I don't know like Amazing. I look yeah I don't look anything like him we're both Jewish, and but he's like six two so I don't this know how ha- we were mixed oh, up oh no yeah 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 I mean, I mean Randy will always say that like that her Indian coworkers will mix her up with this like blonde girl she works with. So it's like, I, I don't, it's amazing. Okay. But, a couple um, things on that just quickly. One is whenever Tyler sparks and I agent Babyface, we look, we look like we're brothers based off our mannerisms, but not based off of our looks. But well, you look like your brothers. You do. You don't look alike, but you look like you're related for sure. And that, yeah, you kind of we smile similarly, or whatever it is. There's like some certain things. When we go to countries that aren't there, uh, the people, the native, the people who live there are not white people. They 100 percent think we're twins. Mm. And it's not. A, it's not like wow, that's funny. You guys look like twins. It's like they're literally like, oh wow, how old are you two? Like they just assume we are twins. Right. That's yeah, exactly. I mean, I could see that because you guys look more alike than me and his dad. <laughs> and then, then, but then, second of all, when you can tell that uh, people, like in China, I could tell that a lot of Chinese people thought that all white, white people look the same. And the reason why is because they'll say you look like a celebrity. I think I've said this before, but they'll say you look like a celebrity that you look nothing like. Mm. Like any. Who's your celebrity? I, take a pick. Take your pick. It would be. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it would be Mr. Bean. Actually, most of the time, Mr. Bean, who's not even a celebrity in America, but he's some like goofy British. Yeah, that's like, not who you want to be. Vaudevillian. Then do you get do you get insulted then because you're like, I mean, if they're gonna pick anybody, couldn't they say like, I don't know, George Clooney or something? Or well, the two biggest ones <laughs> right. are Mr. Bean and Spider Man. I always got those two. Oh, like Tobey Maguire or like Toby actual Spider Man? No, 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 Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and then, uh, and, but then also you could just get like Mel Gibson. Or whatever. Like it could be anyone. Like I mean, you do hate Jews, so you know. I, I could see <laughs> yeah, that. that's true. Whoever it could be, who's ever been in the most recent movie that's popular, who's also white, and then you just look like them. Which I mean, we do that to Chinese people too. We like, like we were like, oh, Jack, you look like Jackie Chan or like Bruce Lee, and that happens to all, Chinese people all the time. Yeah, I mean, I do it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he put me in a lineup, and I wouldn't be able to tell anybody who's anybody. So. <laughs> Actually, billion-dollar idea. If you're a Chinese guy in America, just become a, just start stealing stuff. Right, but steal this stuff in areas, yeah, exactly. Where there's white people, areas who are where it's only white people, like suburban America, and they're never going to probably black people too. Yeah, I mean, and black people. Well, there's no age. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a great idea. All right, done. Or vice versa, we should steal stuff in like Chinatown. Yes, or you should have stolen stuff from those Asian ladies on the bus. I should have, I should have, I should have robbed the mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're already sitting I, I in the, the back of the bus. There anyway. was, there was a white mom who would have ratted me out though, so uh, that would have been a problem. There's always one. But um, so anyway, we get into the thing, and it's like um, it's like a, it's like a variety show. This is like you know, like I feel like if you're gonna make a clever movie, like you know, The Wedding Singer. Like, like I've joked before about, I think I, I, I talked about how at Ruby's birthday party, how you have these, these magicians. It's like so sad. These people who work kids' birthday parties, all these things. Yeah. But I think I have a new one of like the, the variety show for kids is like a new level of low, I think. Cause all these people are, <laughs> what is it? cause they're, cause they're playing like so many different parts of like they do. And, and Teddy, by the way, loved it. Like he was laughing, like he was watching, uh, you know. A Seinfeld. I mean, it was like the greatest thing he's ever seen. But so it, they know what they're doing. But like they're just doing these stupid little like 
bit like one act play things and musical things. And there's a lot of work going into it, a lot of talent, but like these kids will either like it or not like it. You don't have to, it's a very, um, cap. What's like, for, how many people in the group and are they, are they playing well, music so, as well? So, no, it was like every, it was like every kindergarten in the entire district was there. I think there's a whole auditorium filled. And then, Oh, in the group, the group was about four or five people. And, um, they would do like, you know, little plays where like a guy's a baby and he keeps sneaking out of the crib and the babysitter keeps catching him or they do like a, they did a tug of war. At one point I was like, am I high? Cause they were doing a tug of war contest where like, it was like the letter G versus an apple and you have to cheer for which side you want. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, of course the apple should win, right? Like I don't, the apple's like a round. You can't pull. It's got a tight base. The G is like all over. The, I don't know. How did they so, arbitrarily pick the then, G and the apple? And then somehow like a pair of pants got into it. And a pair of pants was fire freezing off the G for the title, I think. And I, I just was very confused as a gambler. Um, it is? It's, that is, I, they must have like they got kicked out of uh, the UCB improv class or something. Yes. Yeah, I would love as a challenge to have some improv students who think they're the shit. I'd like to see them pull this off. But but anyway, and then I finally, you know, the thing ends and we have to get back on the bus. And I finally had a moment where I was I was needed because they were like, does anybody have to go potty? And literally, like none of the boys in the class would go to the bathroom with the teacher because they're like this whole gender these boys are already at five years old. Have got the, they've got the gen. They've, they've identified as boys basically. Yeah. And they're not good. They're like, I don't want. No, I don't want to go to the girls' bathroom. Multiple Teddy says that. Other kids say that. Yeah. Um. So I was uh like, all right, let's go. So now I'm like, I gotta, I gotta like keep an eye on them, but I can't, I can't be too. Cl- I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like everyone. I'm like, I'm like kind of like that. Uh, my style of taking a bunch of kids into a bathroom is like very like absentee dad like all right i got the kids on the weekend like i'm just like hey go in there everyone go <laughs> and then and then everyone's in and then everyone goes out and then i see the teacher and she's like is uh is william there and i'm like what she's and i'm like i only had five kids she's like no he blocked somebody other kid came in i'm like oh whoops <laughs> oh, no. so i ran back in i got him he was still there he was like in the bath he was in the, in the stall still did you just I'm like, hey, use his, wait did you just use his real name no, no, no. I don't remember his name. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was like probably like Flower or something. They're, these names are so weird. But anyway, uh, so I got him, and then I ended up sitting with Teddy on the way back. I like had earned my. I had done. I had done something. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it was a good. It, it was also a, sort of like a to be serious for a moment, like a little like watching the play. I was like Teddy was like so into it, and then like there was a moment where I noticed that like everyone was dancing. They were getting one to dance, and Teddy started dancing. And then he looked and he saw that all the boys in the class were sitting down. Yeah. And like the girls were dancing. And then he like immediately sat down and was like, Oh, really? I don't, and I was like, Oh, wow. So like I'm like noticing like development cues of like, Nope, it's not cool. I think, you know what? I'll be honest. I think that's an East Coast thing. Because East when Coast. I grew up, everybody just like, like that idea of like dancing at, I, I, there's a big difference I've noticed when I go to weddings or um, events on the West coast versus when I go on the East coast, specifically Philadelphia, I've been to a wedding, a Philly wedding guys will not yeah. dance at all. Yeah. It's, it's a, much, it's definitely, but like yeah, West the guys coast, in Philly, it's like everybody just gets up and parties in California and everything. And then it's really seen as like a macho, like it's like a negative thing to like show. Yeah, that's emotion. how I grew up. That's why I think it wasn't until I saw uh, Tyler Sparks cutting it down, a move down on the London dance floor studying abroad that I realized the power of dancing. Exactly. <laughs> We've been doing it our whole lives. But and- you know what? That, that's why it was so beautiful to, watch, to be in Philadelphia after going down after you won the Super Bowl and watching everyone dance in the streets. <laughs> it, it takes a lot to get us to dance. <laughs> But if, you guys have been doing it your whole life, so, you know, it's no big deal. We've been doing our whole lives. And so I remember when Tyler and I would go to weddings, East Coast weddings, we'd always have to be the guys who, like, started the dance party. Yeah, it's, it's, it's valuable to invite. You know, it's a good move, though, because then you become, you become assets. Like, if you're on the bubble, anyone who's planning a wedding, if you got people on the bubble, you're like, well, yes. are they going to add to the dance floor or not? And if they're going to add, you put them in. You put them in. It's, like a strength, it's a big strength of schedule. Good RPI. They can make a run. Put them in. Exactly. Even if it, so yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, I've got, um, just to, just to, to finish the school stuff, I've got a, after we record this, I got to go to a meeting, a big meeting, um, uh, a big, it's like a talent hall yeah. in Long Island city. 
people are up in arms. There could be some pitchforks at this meeting. So I'm, I think I'm going to have some, some – I'm going to report back next week on it. But the, the, the short – the preview of it is that, um, is that they announced that because we have so many freaking kindergarten-age kids and whatnot that they're going to have like – they want to bus next year's crop basically to a school. They're building a school here, but it's not ready. So they want the kids to stay together. So they're going to bus like they're, they're basically going to bus like kindergartner kids and pre-K kids and put them out like two miles away, and um, uh, they won't be. That's like a couple miles away. So people are freaking the fuck out. And there's not enough pre-K. They're, they're just freaking out. They're like they're going to have this meeting tomorrow night with local politicians. And I, I don't just by some of the comments on on Facebook. Just to give you a preview, there's a hashtag trending on my local Facebook groups, and it's the hashtag is LIC strong, which Oh it's interesting gosh. to me because wasn't that invented after like the uh, Boston bombing? Yes, it was. <laughs> and the then Boston the Orlando bombing. Marathon bombers. <laughs> like so, that is so, so disrespectful. So apparently to like the upper middle class white people that I love here, that um, I'm, I'm on their side because they're fighting for my kids too, but it's the same thing going two miles to like your school is the same as terrorism and oh not being able yeah. to <laughs> not being able to go to a nightclub or I uh, hate you know. those people. No, and, and these people are just like I mean the comments are like I could do a whole thing on like how crazy like I even try and think so I'm just like what do we want to accomplish because it's like everyone just is like going nuts about all sorts of stuff that has nothing and one person was like I think that we should um Propose that we instead we split the kindergartens up so some kids go from eight thirty to two thirty and some kids go from two thirty to eight thirty, <laughs> which I thought was the, the craziest idea I've ever heard. Like kids are going to go to school from two thirty. We're going to we're going to start a revolution here, and then people are like, and maybe they could go later into the year into the summer and have shorter hour days. Oh like all of a sudden, I'm going to rewrite the entire American school system right here in Long Island City. Uh, teachers are going to be fine working till nine o'clock at night or yeah, no and then, and then the parents are just going to not work during the day so they can stay home. With right. Their kid. It's, it, it's, it's only an idea for a stay at home mom or dad, yeah. I guess you could pull that off. Who's like lounging around at two o'clock and can take the kid to school. And this is all to get out of, um, you know, going, taking the bus, they're going to have a bus or I don't know, taking them, your kid in a taxi for a short little ride. Two miles. Such a problem. Like what everyone in America goes to school two miles <laughs> More than two miles right. away from their home. Yeah, it is. A, it is like a thing not to get political, but you see, like, if you give people things how entitled they get, because like pre-K is a thing that in most of America, I don't think it's necessarily a thing in public schools to have pre-K. Like some areas have it, some areas don't. No, we they never have had universal. That. Right, and now they have, and now well, it's a growing trend here, but it's like universal pre-K now, where it's like everybody is guaranteed to get in to a pre-K in the city. Yeah, but what people don't understand is that like. That might, they don't guarantee it's going to be one you can walk to because there's a billion, there's like, my whole neighborhood is like, um, you know, like my whole neighborhood is like young kids. Yeah. So like there's a high school next to my building and I didn't say it, but all these people, I, I knew it was going to happen. A bunch of people have already proposed like basically removing the high school because it's like, you know, it's kids who aren't from our neighborhood, let's just say. This is <laughs> so, insane. I went all, to, all these great liberals are all of a sudden like, oh, let's course. use their, let's take the school back. Not in my backyard. Yeah. Um, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm pretty sure because Teddy's already in that this won't affect us, so I can easily rip on these people. But I, yeah. I you know. <laughs> well, hey man, so yeah. You gotta, you so gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna report back. Randy's already like, Randy's a genius because at first she was like wanting me to go to the meeting, and I was like, I'm not gonna go to the meeting. It's just a waste of my time. And then she was the one who was like, it's very important. It's about our kids' future, yada, yada. I'm like, no, I don't care. I'll read about it on Facebook. And then she's the one who said it could be good for the pod. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> there you go. You're right. She knows how to get you. Yeah, exactly. So she's got to start using that for more things. All right. Well, Cap, I want to talk a little bit. First, I want to wrap up um, my trip in in Vietnam, Thailand. It's it's all over the place. But okay. So first of all, Vietnam, the the foot the that football game, soccer. I don't know what I'm supposed to call it. Whatever it is, the soccer game, the match that uh, the we game. saw la- that we talked about last week. Between Wait, the under 23s, the under 23 Vietnamese playing Azerbaijan that happened yeah. a few days. Well, now this came out, it, it's already happened, but I just, I, I'll go off. Faith I, I, bet, I, I was so excited by you when you telling me how much, how excited the people were that I put, I put a, I put a little bit of money down on those Vietnamese boys. Oh, did you? That was oh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> get, get to get myself rich. 
<laughs> nice. So, well, I'm gonna. We're gonna say later in the episode. We're gonna tell everybody what happened. We'll do that in the news. I. I all right. I, and I just. I'll have. I'll keep it on faith that probably no one's checked the score, even though it happened at this point almost two weeks ago. Right. I mean, the, our audience. Which is our audience more likely to know what happened in the Super Bowl or in this Vietnam, um, uh, Azerbaijan showdown? I'm still gonna say Super Bowl. All right. I would which s- is the bigger game worldwide? <laughs> <laughs> probably the Super Bowl. All right, all right. Soccer's the game. So then I got to I Bangkok, thought. right? I did my few shows in in Hanoi. I did one show in Hanoi. Flew to Bangkok. Land in Bangkok. First thing yeah. I see, I come out of the go to the airport, take the train into town. First thing I see coming out, Carl's Jr. Ah, uh, that's that's what it's that's what it was like when the boys would leave Vietnam after a couple tours. They come home and they see you know they see like a back then it was probably like a Burger King or McDonald's. That was it. I guess it was McDonald's, and uh, that, that's, that's, that's what it must have felt like. To, you know. Cap, I'll do you one better. They used to take their shore leave in Bangkok. Their R&R Ooh. was in Bangkok. Yeah. They probably I don't think they were there for the. I don't think they were there for the burgers, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't remember that scene in Deer Hunter when they were. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how was it? Was, it, uh, was uh, it everything you remember it to be? It was glorious and more. I, so I, I see it, and I was like, I start. I took, first thing I did was take a picture, because come on. It really is the double Western bacon cheeseburger that ties, ties the world together, I think. That's what yeah. I've learned. I go in. It's fantastic. There's a couple fat white guys in there. I know I'm in the right place, you know? <laughs> and they're all by themselves. So it's so on brand for you to be, like, only, you're the only person who could pull that off without being, like, an American tourist. Carl's <laughs> yeah. Jr. I mean, whatever. At some point, no, you go from... Here's what happens when you, when you travel abroad for long enough. Or if you live abroad. At some point, you, don't, you stop caring. Yeah, I hear you. You're like, why do I give a shit if someone's... It used to be so shameful for someone to see me in a McDonald's, you know? Or if you're only in some country for, your, for a week, and you're like, should we just get uh, a Burger King? And people are like, no, we got to eat local. But after a while, <laughs> you're like, F it. Like... Right. I don't live in New York City and just eat pizza and cheeseburgers all the time. Every once in a while, I want to eat Chinese food, and no one gets mad at me for that. Yeah. When I was in Thailand for, like, uh, I think it was in, like, week three when I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this shitty pizza they have here. Exactly. need to change it up. I had, I had every curry possible already. And I know. You need to, need and to break it up. So, so I had a double Western burger. I had their fries. I had their Coke. And it was, all, it was fantastic. So, do you know, do we talk about how, what's, what's going to be waiting for you, I think, when you get back to New York? I, I, well, you tell me. What is it? I, I mean, is it Carl's Jr.? I don't know if you're aware. I heard it's coming soon. It's opening. How, how would I not be are aware? We gonna do, are we, we going to do a live pod from there? First of all, we have to do a live pod. Second of all, my Facebook page, everyone else gets Trump news. Mine's just flooded with <laughs> Carl's Jr. in New York you're City. It. You're in a Carl's Jr. echo chamber. I'm in a Carl's Jr. echo chamber. Um, Ryan Hernandez, uh, it, remember from the uh-huh. pod episode yes. thirty something? He's been posting because he's from Northern California. He's been posting all week. All he is is Carl's Jr. news. He's. I can't believe I'm missing the grand opening because he got invited to the grand opening party. I think it's a black tie affair. Yeah. Well, you know, I am not gonna say. I, I was gonna this just crash the news of this, but I think I got to break this news to you now. And you might have to fly home to, to counter this. Animal rights activists are going to be crashing the opening of, of Carl's Jr. Oh, not on my watch. Humane League and more than a dozen animal rights activists are set to protest in front of... Uh, what do you think of this? They say that Carl's Jr. is, is inhumane... Uh, I mean, is that a real thing? Is this a real issue? Is this an issue? You mean what? They sell burgers. What? They kill a couple cows? <laughs> How else are you supposed to eat a cheeseburger? What's... Yeah. What's a humane way to kill a cow? That's what I want to know. What are they I supposed mean, to do? I mean, this article doesn't them? actually specify what they do differently than, like, anybody else. Or what are they supposed to shoot uh, it with a bow and arrow? What? I, I think they're pissed off because the guy was, like, nominated by Trump at one point. Was, like, one of the, like, the CEO of Carl's Jr. Carl? was going to be, like, the... What's that? Carl or his junior? Andrew Putzer. Not Carl. <laughs> Carl Jr. Who cares? Some guy, so I think they're just pissed. They don't like Carl's Jr. now. It's on the uh, oh, so it's it's, it's so a political statement. When you go there in New York, you're going to be saying you're going to be announcing something. So it's better to keep eat all your Carl's Juniors while you're abroad. We don't need any controversy. Disagree. Just like people, they wear you know those idiots. They wear the Canadian flag when they t- when they go around the world and they're like I'm not American. 
that's that's a coward's way out. You got to step into the controversy. That's what I'm going to do. Just like you went to New Balance and got a shoe thrown at your head the day Trump got elected. I'm going to Carl's Jr. If you want to judge me just off I eat Carl's Jr., then don't drink a yingling lager. All right. You know, and I'm, I'm going to be going soon to get to New Balance get some more laces because Pancakes destroyed some more shoes today, so... See? It's still going on. Don't eat. Gotta, it. Don't take might, an Uber. I might. I might have to. I might have to put her to sleep or beat her and get really get the animal rights after this after me because I just this is getting expensive. I'm all for animals, but what do you expect to happen at a place that sells burgers? You are they not allowed to? What they're not going to kill animals? Yeah, you got to break a few eggs, right? That, literally, they break a few cows. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let me continue the story. And, yeah. So I go to Bur- I go to Carl's Jr. I refuel. And then I work my way into my neighborhood where I'm staying. You know, I had to walk pretty far. It was a half hour walk. And the blazing sun, by the way, I don't know. The yeah. winter has not made it here. So it's 90 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. I'm walking it's, through. It's the hot part of the world. I get to close to where I'm staying and I start to, everybody all of a sudden becomes very friendly. All these women on the street. Ooh, come into my bar. Come into my place. Oh, you entered the brothel district. Unknowing, I think the whole city is the brothel district. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, if you're a white guy walking around long enough, it kind of finds you in the sense that, like, they like re, they like move it. They just like put it on wheels and move it to where you are. Yeah. Dump it somehow. I don't and know. I had a suitcase, so I was clearly a tourist. And, and you're by yourself. Exactly. It was not a. Oh you know, yeah. That. So there, uh, but it's like you're getting like hounded, like almost. It's 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 aggressive. It's almost like I almost. It's almost me too-ish that I, I could, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely of, sexual harassment, 100%. It's kind of like, I've been there where like, when I was in, I, went, I don't know if I told this before, but I drove cross country once, I went to Juarez, Mexico by myself for the day. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just trying to get some like, I'm all I'm into is getting some local huevos or a good burrito or something. Yeah. Or having have a few cheap margaritas. And these people, they follow you. It's like you pick up like a, a, a gang, right? Is that what it's yeah. like? You like yeah. have a... Like a pot, and they just keep accumulating, and they're like, I remember they were like, oh, that guy's girls will get you sick. That guy's girls, I, that guy's doesn't test his girls, and it's like, now you've put this idea in my head. I don't want to go to any people. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's very strange. And then, but then you go, as you're walking by all these bars, they're not like secretive. I would assume it would be something like you go back down, like they try to take you back down an alley, you know, or something. Yeah. Not that way at all. No. It's just like a regular no. bar. Like, um, just on, imagine New York City, just these bars that open up to the street, almost like the Lantern. I know a lot of our audience hasn't been there, but just a bar where you can even, you can sit in the window. Like, you could sit on a stool facing the window because it's like open air, because it's like being in a tropical environment, which you are. So they just want you to go sit in the bar and drink with them. And I'm, I'm sure there's something else later on, but then there's all these guys, like these old fat, like British guys, <laughs> who are so proud of themselves just sitting in the windows of these bars with these prostitutes on their laps. Right. And they, they have this look on their face like they've accomplished something. Yeah, yeah. That's, Which, that's, that's, that's one of the things you see abroad in certain parts. You see it in Brazil. You see a guy's out for dinner. He's so proud of himself. He's with this gorgeous girl. Yeah. Like you're, you're taking a prostitute to a steakhouse. What's the matter with you? I know, I know. But isn't there some <laughs> part of you that's like, wow, like the – is, I don't know if it's self-confidence or just how comfortable they are with themselves that they feel no shame. Yeah. Like, I guess. It's, a re- it's like you could turn your mind. It's a form of success. Or I mean, they you did work hard for your money, I guess. I don't know which one it is. So anyway. Maybe really the lesson here is you guys at the Lantern, sometimes you don't, you know, when you have a comedy night and it's off night and you're out there begging people, do you like to laugh? Fuck that. Put some hookers in the window. <laughs> that and, uh, is. Away, away you go. It would drop a little ship. Yeah, if you instead of a, you know, you could up that two drink minimum to probably four drinks if you get, you know, so a girl then, comes yeah, with it. So you walk <laughs> in and it's like miles and miles of the same thing. It's overwhelming amount of I think it's the whole city. And then you finally get to the middle or wherever your hotel is and uh this is also not a bad part of town. Like there's the the Marriott's across the street. The uh, Holiday Inn like big Holiday Inn's right next to it. There's a Sofitel next door. I'm in a pretty nice part of town. And there's still all these, all these brothels there. So then you get right into the middle of all that, and then all these brothels, all this sin, all this alcohol and drugs and grossness, and then right in the middle there's a Ferris wheel. 
like children's <laughs> playland. Wait, what? Yes. It's wow. called Dino Land, and it's like, uh, it's one block. It's not very big. Dino like, Land? Like dinosaur? Yeah, like a dinosaur land, but it's only one square block, and it's like a kid's park right in the middle of all the prostitutes. Like, I don't know if the, if it's for dads to, like, drop their kids off and then go whoring. <laughs> or... Billion, that's a billion-dollar idea. That's a billion-dollar idea. <laughs> And I don't know I if the mean, dads are like, be- oh, kids, when you get, and there's a Ferris wheel. Like, when you get to the top of the Ferris wheel, like, wave, you can see me through the window, you know? Well, Ferris was the perfect uh, ride to stick your kids on because it's, you know, it's, st- it's the slowest ride ever. You get stuck, takes forever to get one off. You have plenty <laughs> <True>. of time. <laughs> you can't be solid. You have plenty of time to finish. So that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> or, or the other thought I had is that maybe it's like, because, you know, a lot of these guys were old old gentlemen. These these were 70, 80-year-old fat British guys. Maybe they're so old school that they would prefer to take their prostitute on an old-timey date before Oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> they want to take him on do the Ferris wheel. Do they buy a cotton? Wait, wait, do they have like um, do they have one of those things where you can win a stuffed animal, but like instead of it being a scam, it's actually easy to win it because it's <laughs> yeah. like it's a romantic comedy. Here's a teddy bear. I think they do. They want to, They like remember the days of Palisades Park in the 1950s, and they want to recreate that <laughs> with their old whore. Another billion dollar idea. <laughs> uh, other other wow. So uh, should I be taking my kids to this playground? Is it like I mean, there's a music park. Is it? I would say no. Good rides? Probably no. Um, all right. Well, I've got. Uh, you know, I've always said I was going to go back to Thailand for our 10th wedding anniversary. So now I. Bring now I know kids. places to take the kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to bring them. Take them to Dino Land. And then, Dino uh, Land. If they get too freaked out, you can go to Expat Town and, you know, a little more normalcy. Good tips here. Good tips. So next up, um, next week, we're going to find out. Next week, we're going to find out what happened with your uh, what happened with this PTA meeting. And I'm going to I'm going to do yeah. some Singapore. I'm going to be lost in Singapore next week. And oh, next week's Chinese New Year. Cap, should we yeah. get to the news? I mean, let's play the freaking music. Play the freaking music. First news story of the week. This comes to us from our friends at Reason, Kaplan. Yeah, one of our one of our bestest friends in the world of all the websites. Exactly. California considers thousand one thousand dollar fine for waiters offering unsolicited plastic straws. Whoa! <laughs> what is this? Well, are you fuck, is that real news? This is not a fake. Not not, not an onion thing, as they say. I think it's real, I, as far as I can tell. I, liter- I it- literally. Yesterday was I got a nice coffee right because it was kind of season. It was kind of warm here in New York. It was like forty eight, sunny. That's nice coffee weather to me. Yeah, I get a nice coffee. I'm I'm drinking it. I'm in a good mood. I love my iced coffee. And all of a sudden, it's like the fucking. I, there's no there's nothing coming out of the thing. There's nothing coming up the straw. It's like what happened? Did I? Ba- I look the straw's disintegrating in my cup. And I start, like, I was on set, and I start, like, ranting to someone about it. And she's like, oh, those are paper straws. You're doing a good thing. That's great for the environment. Hooray for you. Paper like, she was straws. Like, and I, was, I was like, wait, what? This is a thing? This is, this is what we're worried about? She's like, yeah, plastic straws, they don't disintegrate. She gave me some stat, like, uh, which can't be true. It was like the only, basically, like, they don't disintegrate for, like, a billion years or something, whatever she told me. I was like, that's the one thing that doesn't disintegrate, plastic straws. Uh, How does a paper straw even work? Wouldn't that fall apart it's a straw it... made of paper apparently but if you suck too hard i don't know or you leave it in your cup too long I, you, you, you try to I mean, leisurely enjoy your coffee it just disintegrates on you so well they're they're basically saying that like if a waiter i don't know so you can get a straw if you ask for it but if you don't ask for it and they just give it to you you could be fined oh, the yeah, waiter let me, let me keep reading the poor waiter it says uh it says a waiter who serves a drink with an unrequested straw in it would face up to six months in jail and a oh fine of up to $1,000. Jesus, who would want to be a waiter? Well, okay, wait, can I say this? I'm for this because I think waiters are the biggest scam in the United States of America. 
they're <laughs> the way these waiters are shoehorning themselves into like 20, 25, 30% tips. I think they should go to jail right. for six months. That's all Weber's. That's all very Weber's move. Uh, he's he's really in the front there, but uh, you know, in New York, they try to do a thing with like plastic bags, where you if, if you get a plastic bag from a grocery store, they would charge you like ten cents a bag or something. Oh, they do that. That started they, in China in two thousand seven, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and then people started freaking out because like poor people, yada yada, and they, they 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 stalled it. Even even ten cents a bag, they stalled that. But waiters apparently, I don't know what they're considered. They're not considered poor because they're. I mean, in California, look. It's hard to be sympathy for a waiter. They're a bunch of douchebag like actors or whatever. They're rich, but that's only in LA though. There's other parts of the state. In Sacktown, are they rich? No, they get twenty percent tips for bringing your food look, out. This is insane. Then, you know, then people shouldn't be allowed to get food to go, or they should get fined for that. They should, everything costs things to the environment. The bottom line is, we are the richest country in the history of the world. If I want to drink a nice coffee properly. I have that right. Here's and one thing, Kaplan. I, I will say that California. these same people, I guarantee these same people who are against plastic so- straws are, are also against the overcrowding of prisons. Right. But now What's they want to put these it? waiters in jail for six months. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. They don't want anybody in jail. I mean, look, I, don't, I think the drug laws are ridiculous too, but like, if you're like anybody who's dealt drugs or anything, let, let them out. But waiters. Uh, but waiters. That'd be amazing. That's, there's a TV show idea, though. It's like a, we should write that show right now. A waiter who's like really into like becoming a star actor one day, just like full of himself. Cap, he gets like, arrested for straws, goes into prison. No, it's and, like an entire it's entire uh, like staff at TGI Fridays. Yeah, just, and then just there with like you know one guy fucks him in the ass the first episode, just <laughs> a little shock value, and then they become best of friends and they're understanding. And this is, we got something here. I think Maybe we got I'm for something. it. Maybe I'm for the idea because then I'll make our pilot seem very realistic once. Let's, let's crack that out now. It's like American History X, but with waiters from TJ Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Oz. It's they a TV get, show Oz, but half the people in the prison were waiters. They, they, get, they, they immediately get their flair stolen from them. Yeah, and then there's Rockefeller laws, the mandatory, mandatory sentencing for straw, you know, plastics. It's good to go. Uh, yeah, all right, done. Next story. Next story. Okay, here's the Vietnam story. Cap, we're dying to know what happened. Everyone's on the edge of your seat. You gambled on this. Ooh, I put a thousand bucks on it, baby. This comes what do I got? Straight time. You really put a thousand dollars on it? I mean, of course not. I put a thousand dollars in the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. So I was rich. So when I won that money, then I put the money I made, the profit I made. So it's really like I bet nothing. There you go. This is from the Straits Times. Uzbekistan. Oh, I thought it was Azerbaijan. Turns out it's Uzbekistan. <laughs> That's why I lost the bet. You told me it was Azerbaijan. <laughs> I know. We bet on the wrong game. Uzbekistan yeah. crushes Vietnam's cup dreams in under-23 AFC final. So Uzbekistan... You know, Struck in extra time, struck in extra time to end the, their hopes of glory with a two to one victory over Vietnam on a snowy pitch in Changzhou, China. I've been to Changzhou, China. Ooh, it was snowy. Um, you know, I can't say I didn't warn everybody. I, you know, I joked about betting on the game. Of course, I didn't, but I told people. People, they were too happy to be there. They're the enemies. You're right. Well, they can were I celebrating. Keep What's that? Yeah. Despite the loss, the huge crowd of fans were bursting with national pride as they st- streamed home, still chanting, Vietnam the champions. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. We were proud. This is a quote. We were proud of our footballers. They really are our champions, office worker Win Nat Hong told the AFP, adding that he would name his soon-to-be-born son Dung after the team's <laughs> goalkeeper. Dung, the goalkeeper? D-U-N-G. Oh, my God. So a couple things. That's I want to start easy. here. The idea of changing the definition of champions is a very, like, that's a very recent, I thought that was an American thing, you know? Well, that's a very Trump thing. I can see Trump doing that. Or it's the, the other side, the people who are like, well, I'm going to, it's an Oprah thing. Like, speak, I'm going to speak my truth, not necessarily right. the truth. I'm going to go with my truth. And Trump does that. Yeah. Everyone in America is doing that now. So the guy's like, well, we, we rooted for the champions because there are champions. Right. I mean, I'm doing that now. The Philadelphia Eagles are the champions. They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no matter what happens. No matter what actually happened, they were the champions. And I'm going to name our third child Nick Foles. And then last of all, 
I, you, the, how, I mean, I will say this guy, Dung, must be pre- a pretty good goalkeeper if you're willing to name your son Dung after him. Right. I well, you know, maybe, his, like, maybe the kid was really well hung out of the, right out, and he just, I don't know, Dung. I guess so. Fit. So anyway, shout out to them. There are our champions as well. We'll go back to Vietnam. Yeah. I'll be back next year. Love to see we'll you. Have to, we'll have to do a preview of the season at the end of 23s next year. Last news story of the week, Kaplan. This is from That's Shanghai Magazine. Terrific Ooh. news for pet owners and bad news for travelers with allergies. Hainan Airlines, which is a Chinese airline, Hainan Airlines is now allowing travelers to bring their dogs and cats with them into the main cabin during domestic flights in China. Hear that, pancakes? <laughs> you want to comment? Do you want to comment on the news today? Make it on the pod? Wow, that's amazing. It's no no need for a note. You don't have to say it's a therapy dog. You don't have to be blind. You don't have to do anything. You can just bring your dog and cat on now, which is... Right. You I, don't have to say it's your lunch or no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's... You bring, can you bring a dog and a cat or you have to choose? Um, okay, like, let me keep reading. It says... There's a few. There are a few restrictions. The combined weight of the pet and its box must be no lo- larger than five kilograms. Which, first of all, Cap, I've been saying this should for my whole life, but I've been saying it should be done for humans. I don't like this idea that it's you get what do you get fifty pounds to take onto an airplane of luggage right. without any consideration for how much you weigh. You're right. It should be a combined you and the bag. It should be a combined weight. It should be like the old WWF when they would announce the tag team as a combined weight of 891 pounds. It's- yeah, but that's what, that would rob us of the, my favorite activity on trips, which is the near-divorce fight Randy and I get in every time her bag is overweight and I have to then like to figure out how to combine the different bags into you know to like move bags into your carry-ons and get down to the 50. You know, it's, the but system's both of idiotic, you are but- smaller people. I feel like you should get 70 pounds. We should get more, and especially if I bring pancakes with me. She's a tiny little dog. She barely counts at all. Well, this is the first but. step towards that, so I'm happy. Finally, Hainan Airlines is at least doing it with it. They're testing it on animals, you know? I didn't think there would be – I did not see China being – like, are people – I didn't think they were that into, like, dogs and cats over there. No, they really are. Because the, really you can't have thing. more than one kid. Or two. Oh, you can't have more I than see. two kids now. But you can have more than one dog? You can have as many dogs as you want. It's a loophole. God, can you imagine in America if they made a rule where you could only have one dog? People would. <laughs> oh my gosh. They'd be riding on the streets. Hashtag uh, LIC strong. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I still think that Trump, he's never going to solve health care, but if he did Trump care, which was pet insurance for everybody who has pets, they'd love that it. Way he'd be reelected in a landslide. That's it. All right, Cap, that's our podcast. Re-elect Trump <laughs> in a landslide. No, I'm just giving him an idea. I'm spitballing ideas out here for him or any other politician who wants to, who wants to be, you know, king for exactly. winning the landslide. We don't have to be safe. To unite the country around their love of dogs. Let's do it. All right, that's it. Kaplan, I'm in Singapore. I think I'm out. Cap, what are you, you're in Long Island City. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little drunk on bourbon here as we've got along, so people might <laughs> apologies to the listeners. But uh, I'm going to go, and I'm going to get lost. We will be back next year with uh, next week with our Chinese New Year uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, my wife yeah. is on. We have um, uh, Misha Han returning for his yearly Chinese New Year stuff. So let's do that. Cap, should we get lost? Get lost. Get lost.
Alan Wood a muddy old river or reclining Buddha. Thank God I'm only watching the game, controlling it. I don't see you guys rating the kind of mate I'm contemplating. I'd let you watch, I would invite you, but the queens we use would not excite you. So you better go back to your bars, your temples, your massage parlors. One night in 